Hello, Mighty Warriors. Welcome to the Mighty Warriors podcast bonus episode. Yes, you heard me well. This is a bonus episode. It's going to be very different. I just decided at the last minute, I was recording episode 42. And then I just said to myself, you know what? I just want to talk to my listeners. I just want to share a few things with them, um, you know, have some questions and then answer them. You know, there might be a few things that they are wondering about me. And of course, there are many things I wonder about you. And so you are always welcome to communicate with me, as I've mentioned on so many occasions. So yeah, so this is very different. It's going to be very casual. So just relax and and then just listen. It will be just like if we were having a cup of coffee. You're having coffee. I'm having juice because I don't drink coffee or tea. And um, yeah, we're just hanging out. How about that? That's kind of cool for a bonus episode, isn't it? questions per categories. Okay, that sounds cool, right? All right. So the first category is questions about childhood. So the first question is, what is your best childhood memory? My best childhood memory is getting on the merry-go-round. I know that as carousel as well. In France, we call them manège. And so I loved it. It was like being on top of the world. Every time we went out, I would be with my mom or my dad, and I wanted to get on the carousel, so they would find a way for me to get on the carousel. And I was just simply the happiest child. And I'm even smiling as I'm talking about this, but... um. It also brought so much joy to my parents that I was happy. I just remember that. There were times they would say, no, not right now, or we'll do it later. And the moment they saw my face, they knew, okay, we will do it now. As you can tell, I was the first child. Maybe I was spoiled a little, but um, yeah, that was my best childhood memory. And of course, I would add having as much candy as I wanted, so I had cavities at a very young age. Thank God my teeth turned out okay. But um, yeah, that's my little story here of my best childhood memory. Question number two, what was your favorite year of school? My favorite year was the year that I spent in the U.S. as an international student. That was a life-changing experience. I, I just loved it. I made very good friends and I just loved it. It was a year of being relaxed and enjoying freedom. In France, on the other hand, you know, you have to constantly study, you have to compete, you have to, it was just 
too much stress, but that here in the U.S. was just a, a year of freedom and uh, being immersed in, in a different culture. I, I just loved it. Seeing that what I had seen on TV and what I had dreamt of was exactly what I was experiencing. And so that um, I was very fortunate to um, enjoy that year in that way. Uh, and it was a very positive one. So the second category is questions about love. Question number one, do you believe in true love or love at first sight? Hmm, I have to choose huh, between the two. Well, I can definitely say that I know, I mean, I believe in love at first sight because it has happened to me before and maybe because I'm a romantic. But true love, I think, um, hmm, well, yeah, you, you can get to meet someone, get to know them, not necessarily fall in love with them at first sight, but grow to love them. So I think that oftentimes what people experience is what they call here as true love. They meet, they kind of like each other, not really love at first sight. They get to know each other and then um, grow to love each other. And so, yeah, maybe my balance is a little um, greater on the true love, but um, I do believe in love at first sight as well. Question number two. Actually, it's not a question, but it's a scenario. So describe a fun date that only costs $20. Okay, so with $20, we could go to a place where we can get a sandwich or, you know, a sandwich that includes a little dessert like a milkshake or something like that. And then after that, we would go on a walk. And assuming that we live in Colorado, there are plenty of places where we can go on a hike. I used to live in Colorado. That's why I'm saying this. But um, Or if we live in California and there is the beach, we can then go walk by the beach. And so that's quite fun. We would spend some good quality time. We had a good lunch, a light lunch, and then we would go on a little walk either in the mountains or by the sea. Category number three is questions about values. Question number one. If it costs the same, would you live in a mansion or a mid-sized house with a lot of land? Hmm. I would say I would live in a mansion because I love to entertain I love to receive friends over, and so I would love to have the space for them to spend the night and enjoy, um, you know, spending the weekend or what have you, and the more space, the better, so everybody can kind of relax in their corner. And I would definitely consider a mention in the event that I would have, you know, maximum two kids. But if I have three or four or five more, five kids then I would definitely consider being in a mid-sized house with a lot of land so my kids can go out and play and explore. That would be more important for the kids to experience nature. Yeah? All right, question number two. 
In what scenario, if any, is it okay to lie? Well, I cannot think of any scenario when it's okay to lie. I mean, I, I don't mean to be super spiritual and be like, oh, I never lied before. No, I have lied before. In fact, before I became a Christian, I was a very good liar. <laughs> That's sad to say and to laugh about, but um, yeah. Hmm. As I'm thinking about this, I, I'm thinking about last time that I lied. I remember doing so and feeling so horrible. And so it's not because I did it that it's okay. There, I think there is never an okay time to lie. But I will acknowledge that I have lied before. And under that particular circumstance, I kind of did it because I wanted to protect this person that I felt was being abused. And so it was not okay. I felt wrong. I felt bad doing it. And I'm not sharing this to say that this is a scenario where it would be okay. No, it, it's not. I think that there is always um, a way or an alternative than saying a lie. Um, we can tell the truth or uh, choose to not share anything so that we can protect our own integrity and um, be truthful towards the people who are expecting to hear the truth from us and definitely um, feel that we are in good standing before God. So my answer is that there is no scenario in which it is ever okay to lie. It is better to pursue the truth at all costs. The fourth category is questions about goals and motivations. Question number one. Do you find praise or criticism to be more motivating? I would say constructive criticism is more motivating to me. The reason being that when somebody gives you constructive criticism, it gives you this opportunity to improve your skill. And you're not just at that level where you thought you were wonderful and that's it, that's the end of it. But when somebody gives you some feedback as to how you can improve, it, it pushes you. I like to be pushed to the edge. And so, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, constructive criticism. Question number two, what inspires you to better yourself? I can definitely say my Bible inspires me to better myself. My Bible is a source of life and definitely um, a source of renewing of my mind. And so I think that without it, I would definitely not grow. Um, my Bible is a source of inspiration as well as a source of um, transformation. The fifth category is questions about relationships. Question number one, what do you look for in a friendship? Hmm, 
What I expect from a friendship is genuine love, loyalty, as well as accountability. I think those are three important elements that I look for in a friendship. Question number two, what is the most important thing in a relationship? Hmm. As far as I'm concerned, the most important is trust. Some people might say respect or faithfulness, but for me, it's trust. If I cannot trust you, I cannot have a relationship with you. I've been in such situations. I've had some friends um, in which we experienced kind of like a barrier, like there, there was like a wall between us. And, and that wall was there because I did not trust them. And because I, I couldn't trust them, nothing else could be experienced. And so, yeah, for me, it's first and foremost trust. Because if I trust you, when I trust you, I open the doors to my heart and to my life. Then I am vulnerable. But if there is no trust, all the doors are closed. The sixth category is questions about life events. Question number one. If you could only celebrate one holiday each year, what would it be? It would definitely be Thanksgiving. I wouldn't want to celebrate anything else but Thanksgiving. I just love the fact that you are with family and you are sharing a meal and you're just relaxing. And so, of course, in France, we do not have Thanksgiving. I experienced that holiday when I moved to the U.S. and I just loved that holiday from the beginning. I love the food, of course, and um, just having everybody spend some time together. And so I have great memories of the different families that I've spent Thanksgiving with. And so, yeah, that would be the holiday because there is no strings attached. There is nothing. It's just come, share a meal and be grateful and just hang out. Question number two, have you ever been camping? What was your favorite part? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have. And, you know, it's not so much my style, you know, I'm the type of person who would prefer to be in a hotel, but I love to experience everything. So I actually enjoyed going camping. I mean, you just got to get the nice gears, the good gears, and make your camping uh, comfortable. I've gone to, to Yellowstone several times uh, with some friends. And um, my favorite part, I think, was to wake up early in the morning and um, just enjoying the quietness of the morning and looking at nature, especially at Yellowstone. It's just a, a beautiful place. So um, I love the fact that since quality time is my love language, anytime I can be anywhere with people that I love, 
um, either it be in a hotel or camping or wherever that might be, as long as we're together, I'm enjoying whatever we're doing. And so, yeah. The seventh category is questions about stress. Question number one. Is there anything that gives you overwhelming anxiety? Yes. Um, two kind of people. The person who is just yelling. You're talking with them and they're just going off the handle and they just are screaming. I just, I don't like that. Um, it makes me anxious. And so what I usually do is that I have to walk away. You might keep talking, but I'm walking away. And as well as, as if you have somebody threatening to harm you physically or somebody that is just abusive with their words, who is sharp with their words passively or aggressively, it brings about anxiety in me. So what I do, I just walk away. So if you're talking and you're saying something that is completely out of line, you're yelling or you're verbally abusive or even physically, I'm just walking away because not so much because I don't have anything to say or because I'm afraid. No, it's because to protect myself so that I don't become just like you and react out of that, I just have to walk away so I can decompress. Question number two, what helps you decompress? Well, actually, I just um, talked about this. When I'm in a situation that is um, very stressful, I just have to go to a place where I can experience solitude so that I can decompress by either crying, breathing, or just praying. I know it sounds a little spiritual here, but it's true. I just have to talk to God about this. Like, here is the situation as if he doesn't know what's going on, but you know, just talking to someone, because if you don't have somebody to share your frustration with, you can do that with God in prayer. But for me, walking away from a situation and allowing myself to breathe or to cry or to express myself verbally um, with a person that is willing to listen or to God is my way of decompressing. The last category is hypothetical questions. So question number one, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Hmm. Well, you know, when I was little, I wanted to be a Wonder Woman. In fact, I was Wonder Woman. I had the whole gear and so on and so forth. But you know, my superpower would be to read people's minds. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> I, I don't know that that would be a fascinating thing to me. So, yeah, that would be cool. Now, um, question number two. What would you do if you won the lottery tomorrow? Wow. I mean, 
If I won the lottery tomorrow, I would give 20% to my church. I would meet with my financial advisor to find out how we could invest the money. And I would make sure that the rest of the money, I wouldn't touch it for a year so that I wouldn't just overspend it. I would just freeze it for six months to a year so that I wouldn't do something super crazy with the money. You know, because when you do have a lot of money, you just think, oh, it's a lot of money that I still have enough and so on and so forth. And you spend it very fast. And you probably heard a lot of people's testimony who won the lottery and from one day to another, the money was gone. Well, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Yeah. (laughs) Well... We did all the categories, but I still want to answer a couple more questions. So here is one that maybe you'll find interesting. What are you kind of obsessed with these days? Well, there is a French show that's called Ya que la vérité qui compte. And translating this in English, it would be only truth matters. And in that particular show, uh, usually there is a person that comes, you know, randomly. Maybe um, they were in a relationship before and the relationship did not go well. So they come on the show anonymous and they basically want to tell the person that they're sorry and um, that they want to rekindle their relationship, so on and so forth. But So this person comes and shares their story and tell everybody, like the audience, and, you know, we listen and so on and so forth. And then she shares what she she or he would like to, to see happen. And meanwhile, that person that has been called to come on the show is in a, in a room not even knowing who brought them to the show. And so eventually the person comes, but in between that person that has that has brought them to the show and that person that just came to listen or to guess who has called them there, there is a there is a large curtain, and you're not able to see the person. And so the presenters talk to you, ask you questions as to who you think might have called you. On the show, the person guessed. Sometimes they guess right. Sometimes they, they don't guess right. And then through a TV uh, right beside the curtain, that person on the other side is sharing, oh, I brought you on the show because I want to tell you that I still love you and I love for us to continue on or so on and so forth. And of course, it's not just about relationships. And sometimes it's about people finding their friends Um that they haven't seen in 20 years or finding fathers or mothers or children they haven't seen for decades. And so it's quite an emotional kind of show that I really like. So I'm kind of obsessed with that lately. And I've been watching episode after episode. So that's it. (laughs) Another question. Okay. What was the last book you really got into? I really loved the book Educated 
by Tara Westover. It was an excellent book that I highly recommend. A memoir in which she talks about her experience and her life in that fundamental Mormon family. And um, it's just fascinating. I won't tell you more than this because I recommend you read it. You will have no regrets. And finally, this is the last question. What are some movies you really enjoy? I loved foreign movies because I love to see the creativity uh, from different, uh, um, you know, producers from different countries. I really, really, really love Turkish movies. I, I really do. And so if I were to recommend one, and it's actually a series, it's called Muhtasham Yuzil, for those who speak Turkish, but in English it would be Magnificent Century. Wow. And then there is another one, um, Seyit ve Shura. Um, and then it's it's the name of people. So Seyit and Shura, it's just fantastic. It's just beautiful. Both of those are series. And um, Magnificent Century has 140 episodes. <laughs> Believe me, you will watch a few episodes. You will stay glued to your, to your laptop or to your TV. And... Um, Sayyid Veshura has, I think, 40 episodes. I mean, it's it's quite short for a Turkish series. So, um, all right, my friends, that's it. I've answered all the questions. It was good to have you join me. It was very different, wasn't it? It was like going on a date with me, right? I've talked most of the time. Usually I wouldn't do that on a date, you know. You have to listen to the other person, but... I'm waiting to hear from you. So you send me an email, let me know, go to my website and, you know, in the contact section, you know what to do. Just send me a little note, answer any of the questions. You don't have to answer all of the questions I answered. But um, yeah, if you want to interact and send me uh, some feedback, what have you, feel free to do so. Meanwhile, Thank you very much for joining me. It was such a delight to be able to chit-chat. Although I was the only one chit-chatting, but <laughs> talk to you later. Bye. Bye.